I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, Yue Xu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Krafchick, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. And now it's all about modern dating in this time of social distancing. Hi, Julie. Hi, we're social distanced right now. We are (laughs) such good kids, aren't we? We have not seen each other, but we have seen a lot of each other over video chat. Yep. I feel like that's life now. I feel like I'm just, you know what? Somehow I feel like my days are actually pretty packed. I'm like, why do I not have more time to be doing stuff? And I'm like, because I'm constantly on video chats or phone calls. Isn't it so exhausting? (laughs) It's really wonderful because I feel like a lot of people have wanted to like reconnect. Yeah, like some of my friends from college have put together like kind of like a weekly Zoom happy hour, which is nice, but it's 
I find it a little hard when there's like eight plus people on there. I don't know if you've experienced that. No, I think that's the most annoying thing. I won't join <laughs> a Zoom thing for any anything over four people because it yeah. just becomes this like ping ping pong back and forth of this person saying something and someone like has a child in the background running around and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. It gets really annoying. Yeah, you're like talking over each other. You're like, wait, what did you say? Oh, my connection's out. Yeah. Yeah. But the sentiment is there, which I appreciate. And that's why I'm like, oh, I want to go because of that. But I think the I agree. The best ones are like four to five people. Yeah, and it has to be some sort of structure. And I hate to say that for a friend's gathering, but I feel like there needs to be like a focal topic or something, you know, like this week, we're going to talk about what we made for dinner or something, because otherwise, it's just all over the board. You know what the one that you and I did with two of our friends? Mm -hmm. um, That was really fun. Yeah, because I think you actually had to leave a little early on that one. But we I mean, it felt really structured. Even when you were there, it wasn't like structured, like, let's organize, but it was like more topical. We were just like in a discussion more. Mm -hmm. But then after you left, we played this super fun game. Mm -hmm. Like, because we didn't all know each other um, as much in our like 20s and early 30s. So it was like, let's throw out a random age and tell us about like, who was kind of like a prominent person of your love life. And then like, where were you at that stage of life? Yeah, that's such a great game because it helps you get to know each other. But also it's a great bonding experience too. That's a great prompt. I think Zoom needs to come out with some prompts for these video chats. Otherwise it's just a lot of hey how's it going? It's like Bumble. They need like they need to pick up Bumble's prompts and use that. Oh did you see Hinge? introduced a video thing now did notice that they have something that you can like basically say when you're ready to date from home yes like it's like a prompt within okay so maybe it prompts video i haven't tried it myself but i've got i've seen the prompt and if you both say yes then you're able to connect but if one person says yes and the other one says no then you don't you don't that's amazing i love that it's a great i mean they really moved fast on that yeah Also, like, just a shout out to their, I think this is my, like, inner design geek coming out, but I just love their logo that they made of, like, the H and the I separated from the N and the G. (laughs) It's great branding. That was classic. Hinge is on it, not sponsored. (laughs) Just to be clear. But we are sponsored. We are sponsored. This episode is absolutely sponsored, and I think we should just talk about them now. Yeah, let's do it. And then we can move on with the episode. Cool. So you guys have probably heard us talk about Empower for the last couple weeks. And we're super excited they're a sponsor right now because like what better time is there to have like an awesome mobile banking app that helps you do auto save. Basically, you just tell the app your weekly savings target and every day Empower studies your income and spending and they know the right time to move that money. I think especially right now too, a lot of us are saving money in the sense that we're not going out as much or using Lyft and Uber to get around. So it almost can feel like nothing's actually being taken from you. And you'll be able to do this and by the end of this, hopefully have a little more saved up because the reality is once we come back from this, like it's going to continue to become challenging financial times. So yeah, definitely check out Empower. You, you can download Empower on the App Store or Play Store. And for listeners of Datable, you can also get $5 when you use the offer code Datable. That's D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E. 
can visit empower.me slash dateable for more details. I love a free money. Yes. Thanks, Julie. (laughs) (laughs) But something else that's probably on your mind is how do I kill all this free time that I have now? And this episode is also brought to you by Best Fiends. So talk about serendipity. I remember I was searching for the best mobile games to play during this time of social distancing. And this game, Best Fiends, kept popping up on the best of list. And soon after, they expressed interest in supporting Datable. So I was like, yes, this game, it's free to download. And I'm absolutely and happily obsessed with it. The game basically takes you through a series of challenging puzzles that are fun, but also engage your brain which is good. I like that it's a casual game because I'm not a gamer and I can play during any amount of downtime that I have. And by the way, I'm on level 50, if you're wondering. And oh, I love that they update the game monthly with new levels and events, so it never gets old. Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. Download it. We can play together. Cool. Back on topic to our love is blind experiment, which we started last week where we matched up one bachelor with three bachelorettes and they all spoke on the phone uh, for 30 minutes each day for three days straight. And the contestants, I hate calling them contestants, but the, our subjects were Ryan. Subjects is so much better. Is that better? <laughs> our, main, our main bachelor, his name is Ryan. And then we had uh, Rachel, Lacey, and Taylor as the women that he spoke to. And where we left off on the episode last week was Ryan was about to make a decision on who of the three he wanted to meet up in person for a date. Yeah, we didn't make him propose like love is blind, but <laughs> not yet. I think it's already been really fascinating to hear the differences of our experiment versus the love is blind one, because obviously love is blind is for TV and ours is a real world experience a little more. Yeah, really excited to hear what actually came from it. And what we did was in the last week, we've been polling on all of our social media channels who you think Ryan will pick for a date. And there was one clear winner and it was Taylor, hands down Taylor. I think she got 98% of the votes. Oh, Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of we got a lot of feedback saying Taylor's definitely the best fit because it seemed like they had a deep connection. And it also seemed like they really enjoyed each other's company. It seemed that there was depth to their connection. And also he kept saying she seemed very attractive. So <laughs> so it, it, it seemed like all the arrows are pointing to Taylor. And she also shared the sentiments, too. I felt like of all the three, she seemed the most excited to meet him, like for their connection. But, you know, anything's on the table. So I guess we'll find out, right? Should we hear from Ryan? Who did he pick? Let's do it. All right. Ryan, your turn. (laughs) Ryan, we've talked to all the women now. Very interesting impressions of just both ways of their impressions of you, your Mm. impressions of them. But at the end of it all, it's really about who did you feel the most connection with that you want to meet in real life? So I've, I've thought about this a lot. And uh, um, I think it was uh, very different connections, but at this stage, very similar level. You know, I think I'm going to go with Lacey. Lacey. Really? Why? Yeah. Tell us uh, more. So I think the, the real 
difference there is that I date within my social circles very reluctantly, casual date. If I am like head over heels for somebody, I will totally go for them in my social circle, right? But if I am like undecided, you know, I am very reluctant, very cautious there. Both of the other girls are connected to you guys. So that puts them in my extended social circle. That makes me a little more conservative there, a little more reluctant. So that's kind of the deciding factor for me. Interesting. Yeah. I had to dig deep to figure out how it's going to differentiate there. If there was no connection, would your decision change? Possibly, but it'd be a coin flip. They were all really great girls. I really enjoyed talking to all of them. Um, we didn't have enough time to like find that one thing that was kind of like that soul connection or something like that. But yeah, after 90 minutes, or I guess probably maybe maybe 115 minutes, you know, <laughs> talked a little bit later Who's that counting? last day. You know, it just wasn't enough to uh, differentiate, oh, yeah, here's where my heart is. You know, I think if one of them were a jerk or we had had a bad interaction or something, I think that would have totally changed things, right? I feel like we both had our money on Taylor. I figured that. I figured that. You know, when I thought about Lacey, the one word I used to sum her up is just fun, right? And I think that it'll be a really easygoing, like, we'll go out, we'll have a drink, we'll have some laughs, you know, and it'll be a really pleasant experience. And that's great for a first interaction. So that's a very low risk, likely a high return there, just thinking about it analytically. I think the interactions with any of them would be positive. You know, I think for Taylor, her time, is something that is also part of my calculation. You know, I think she's in a different place. I think that, you know, I should be very thoughtful about that. A different place, how? I think that for me, this interaction couldn't be anything more on that level as a first interaction coming off of what the the amount of interaction I've had with them, right? I'm looking for something very low risk, right? And I think for Taylor, her time is probably a little bit more valuable, right? Um, given where I think she's at in the dating game. And I think that she might be... a a little less interested in having that sort of less engaged interaction. Um, and for me, like I, I'm near the end game. And so like, I am still like, I'm really focused and, you know, I don't want to waste anyone's time, you know, since again, like these are three really great women um, who I had great times talking to, but I'm not, you know, heart struck over any of them yet. You mentioned though, that you thought Lacey was in a different stage of life than you a little and that you, yeah, yeah and Taylor were maybe more compatible. I'm just curious why you're going that direction over the person that you thought you might have had that more compatible life stage with. Well, you know, I think that's important. Life stage is, you guys have to want the same things, right? But at the same time, I think wanting the same things and fit are very different things. There are a lot of people, you know, in my life stage or who want the same things as me, but they would totally wouldn't be a fit for a number of reasons, right? So those are very different things. Let's not confuse them. And uh, someone could be in a totally different life stage, but if it's the right fit, you guys will align. So I don't, I don't like to over, overly weight that. Um, so I, I look at that more so than I look at whether, you know, whatever stage a person's in, I'm more like, do I fit with them? And like I said, I, the fit between Lacey and, and Taylor, you know, I think they're both a great fit. So then it becomes other factors, right? <laughs> yeah, I probably think of this in a really weird way. So It's a very uh, interesting thought process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm a weirdo. So I feel very vulnerable sharing all this internal talk. Hey, yeah. your truth is your truth. Exactly. We're not judging. We just want to get right. to know you better and get exactly. to know your thought process. Mm-hmm. Well, would you like to call Lacey herself, put her on speakerphone and ask her out? Okay, here we go. 
Hey, Lacey, how you living? It's Ryan. Hey, Ryan. How is that? Uh, how is the skiing? It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Are you back yet? Or are you still out there? Uh, I got back yesterday. There was a big storm coming in, so we uh, came back early. Oh, okay. Oh, that sucks. Well, that sucks. But hopefully, I have some good news. I'd really like to take you on a date, get to know you better. Yeah. Yeah. You want to do it? Cool, 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 cool. Um, by the way, we have you here on Dateable, like live, <laughs> me asking you out. So this is, hopefully this isn't too much of a surprise. I hope they like prepped you for that. But I guess we're going to be like all over the airwaves now. Oh, God. Yeah. Small things have famous beginnings. So here we go. <laughs> Tight, tight, tight. Um, should we go on with our conversation here, or should we do that somewhere else? You guys, you take guys it. could take it off. You offline. guys take it from here. We'll get off the boat. Okay, awesome. Uh, Lacey, I will call you back some more later, and um, we'll figure it out from there. All right, sounds good. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye. All right. Yay, we got a match. (laughs) Very exciting. I cannot wait to hear about your date. Okay. I'm excited. Okay, go make some plans. Okay, cool beans. Yay. Can't wait. Bye. 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 Okay, you were right, Julie. He picked Lacey. (laughs) Nice job. I was really rooting for Taylor, but I can totally see why he picked Lacey. I was secretly rooting for Taylor, too, because of the deep connection, but I don't know why. No, you were secretly rooting for Rachel. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you know what? Going in, you and I both thought it was going to be Lacey. We had a hunch about that for whatever reason. Based on looks and personality alone. Yes. But they ironically didn't see looks. But the personality, I guess, did end up shining through. Yeah. So Ryan picked Lacey and they did end up going on a date. Six feet away. Six feet away. Despite (laughs) us giving them the advice of not meeting in person, they still decided to meet IRL. And they met at a park, but we we told them not to, and they did it. So we did our part, Julie. I don't feel as bad. In defense to them, this was recorded probably like a month ago. It wasn't as bad as it is now, but... It wasn't the lockdown yet. Yes. It was like on the cusp but of the lockdown. It was like the day before yeah, the lockdown, Exactly. Basically. So they like just got in. But I agree. We were like, you guys could do a Zoom date. Like, that's totally cool. And they were like, no, yeah, we want like, to meet nope, in person. So Nope. You know, they did go to a public place, so that at least was positive, but I agree. Um, We did our part, okay? (laughs) We don't condone this kind of behavior, but these two kids, they just had to meet in real life. And this is what Lacey had to say about the date. Lacey, Lacey, Lacey. Wow. When we first set you up on a date with Ryan, we did not expect this COVID-19 pandemic to happen. (laughs) But um, how timely is that? (laughs) Great timing. I can't believe it's been a week since we've talked to you. It feels like a year has gone by. So much has happened in the last week. Yeah. It feels like a month. It really really does. does. Well, let's start with that phone call from Ryan first, because we were, Julie and I were both on the call as well when he asked Mm. you out. What were some of the thoughts that were going through your mind? Um, So I actually didn't realize it was him at first. I didn't have the number stored and I didn't recognize (laughs) it because I was in my car. So I came in my car play. So I had no idea that it was that call coming in. I should have because I just talked to you guys not too long before and you kind of told me to 
wait for a call, but I guess it was, <laughs> it came a little sooner than I expected. Um, so it, it was kind of caught me off guard because I was going to pick up my dog from doggy daycare. So I was like, hopefully the audio is good was actually my first thought, which is bizarre, but it, it, I was, I was surprised. Honestly, I didn't expect to be the one that he chose, I guess. So it was, it was exciting. And I, I knew you guys were listening though. So I just, <laughs> So I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Why did you think that you weren't going to be the one that was chose? I don't know. You just never know what to expect from these things, you know, mm-hmm. like, and there's so much, you know, you don't know who the other people are, who else he's talking to, how he feels about um, anybody else that he's talking to. And it's not like something that I was asking him throughout, right? We were just having normal conversations. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess you never think that you're going to be the one. But then you were the one and you two met up. Tell us about the date where you actually met up in the era of COVID-19. I feel like this was like right before things got like really bad with shelter. (laughs) Yeah. So do you guys like sit on like blankets, like really far away from each other? Like how did this go down? Yeah. You know, uh, we had a string and two cups and we just talked through it. (laughs) Were you guys texting each other at the same park? Yeah. You know, we just waved from across the park. No. uh, Yeah. So it had an interesting start to the date because... I live right by the park that we went to. Essentially, the park is my backyard. So, and I have easy parking because I'm in a residential part of it. So I was like, mm-hmm. just park in front of my house so you can find parking since there is no parking because nobody's leaving their house right now. So all the spots are taken. So right. I was just like, just park in front of my house. And I thought he would just like text me and let me know when he was here and I would go out and meet him. But he like actually came and like knocked on the door. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of caught off guard by that. And I opened the door and my puppy ran out. <laughs> just bolted because he saw another dog like walking in front of my house and it literally took 30 minutes to get my dog (laughs) oh my god I was like in a full-on sprint trying to catch my dog from going into the road like I barely (laughs) said hi to Ryan it was (laughs) were you like not even able to like digest what he even looked like because you were so focused on your dog I wasn't because I was like oh my god my dog is gonna run into the middle of the road and he is like so fast it's impossible to catch him so uh this crazy puppy made it <laughs> a very interesting start to the date. Uh, so that was quite the icebreaker. <laughs> so after you got over that, what did you think of him? Like what I I know you told us what you thought he looked like, and if you remember, oh, I was so really wrong. was I was it so like- wrong? So wrong. <laughs> Tell us so more. Wrong. Oh my what god. What were you wrong about? <laughs> Literally so everything. Wrong. Everything. Okay, please give us the play by play. So what did I say? I said I thought he was like really tall and like white or half Asian for whatever reason. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> definitely learned to not trust my gut based on people's voices. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely learned. And also you there. said he didn't seem like he'd be like that sporty athletic type either. Yeah, no. And, and, and African-American. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah, you saying I, that was your type. And that's yeah. who he is basically. <laughs> Right. I was like, yeah, I like like black athletes, essentially, is what I said. And then what is he? <laughs> Guess who shows up at your door, <laughs> Lacey? Shows up at my door. <laughs> well, what do you think? First impression? Um, so, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised by that. Uh, and he he was very, like, understanding and kind about the whole dog situation. So <laughs> you never know how someone would react to that. It's never a situation that you kind of would expect going on a blind date and your puppy trying to run away. Right. Um, but, yeah, he was, you know, very cool about it. And then 
then we got out to the park and it was just, you know, fun conversation. It's always been easy to talk to him. There's never like awkward moments or like, what am I going to say next? It kind of just flows. Did you feel like it followed kind of the same candor that you had on the phone or was it different in real life? I felt like it was pretty similar because we got to a point where it was very just like easy and comfortable to talk on the phone. So I think it like took a little bit to get back to that level of comfort, right? Because you're just like reintroducing like a, a new part of the person by meeting them in real life. And I think I was a little stressed out from chasing my dog. Uh, right, so maybe right. that was it as well. So once the adrenaline subsided from that and maybe the wine kicked in a little bit, it just was, you know, just like it was. Uh, Wait, when when did the wine come into play? <laughs> did you bring wine to the park? Well, I think I missed uh, that part. No, I was chugging it before the date. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. That's the puppy it. running away. <laughs> I know, right? We'll burn off that wine pretty quickly. Uh, so we went out to the park. We took a blanket out and just laid out the blanket and cracked open the wine and started talking. So it. So were oh. you guys six feet apart? <laughs> Def- definitely. I'm going to say yes. definitely not. <laughs> She's like, yes, mom, we were, I swear. <laughs> but what did you think, like, physically, what were some of your first impressions of him? I mean, I guess at first it was just, like, surprise because it was different than what I expected. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I thought he was good looking. Like, there was, like, a level of attraction when I first met and- him. And did you two communicate this to each other? What you thought you looked like versus what you look like in reality? Uh, yeah, I actually like brought it up and like, <laughs> said that like he looked totally different than I expected. So then we got into that conversation, um, which was pretty funny. I think it's interesting too because you guys said like on three calls, like you said that you had fun on those calls, but it mm-hmm. you were kind of like. If it goes somewhere, it goes somewhere. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I can take it or leave it. How did mm-hmm. you feel after this date? Like, did you guys have like deeper conversations? Like, what did you talk about? Yeah, we definitely got to know each other a little better. Um, it was just kind of casual conversations, kind of talking about like what we expected from the experience, right? And just kind of how like crazy it was, blah, blah, blah. But then we, I forget how it came up, but we started doing this competition of like telling just stories and like the most ridiculous story somehow won something but I forget what the prize was because we never really finished we just kind of got into this whole like saga of telling these ridiculous travel stories which was interesting because you learn a lot about a person their experiences and where they've been and just how they react to like different situations and yeah so it, it was just pretty much storytelling and just getting to know each other on a deeper level I guess that sounds fun who who brought the wine uh, he did. Well, and the nice. blanket too? Yes. Oh, okay. So he had this pre-planned. So throughout, how long did this date last for? Um, He came over, I guess, at like 6 or 6.30 and I think left at like 9 or 10. Oh, okay. So a good amount of time. And did any feelings progress throughout the three or four hours you were together? If you mean like feelings progress by like, did I like fall for him more? I, I think it's more so it progressed in the sense that we got to know each other more um, and like started to connect on a different level. Okay. What is that different level? Um, you just get to know somebody at, you know, a, a less superficial level, mm. right? Than just like, what do you like to do on the weekends and, and that kind of stuff. It's just, you kind of learn more about the person. And then also when you get like, see them talk in person, they're, they're like mannerisms and like what they get, how they react to things. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's just different in person than, than on the phone. So I feel like this date was like right on the cusp of 
shit really hitting the fan with COVID-19? Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. two-part question. What have you seen him again? Or if not, have you guys talked again, like further after this? Yeah. So uh, we've been talking um, on the phone, I think once or twice, and then like just like texting um, casually throughout the days. Would you be open to doing Zoom dates with him? Or like, what is your thought? Yeah, I'm open to it. Maybe more like FaceTime or something. I'm big Mm -hmm. on FaceTime. So you're open to having another virtual date with him. Once the lockdown gets lifted, are you interested in seeing him again in person? I'd be open to it, yeah. Is there a little hesitation in that? Or is it just more like, (laughs) ah, we'll see where things go? I guess I'm not getting a clear picture of how you feel about Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I like Ryan. Um, Am I like, and I think I had said this on on the first interview, am I like head over heels, like giddy, for him no but do I like him and would I like to get to know him more and am I open to seeing him again yeah did you like him more after seeing him I think so yeah and this is also a two-part question given the situation (laughs) one did you guys kiss or two would you have kissed if COVID-19 was not happening (laughs) <laughs> I knew this question was going to happen. <laughs> and three, if you don't want to get arrested, just wink and let us know if you kissed or not. <laughs> um, is that against the law right now? I don't think it's against the law. <laughs> You're not going to get arrested. Yet. <laughs> yet. I actually think it might be a misdemeanor. I don't know. Um <laughs> Uh, yes, we did. Oh. oh. <laughs> and how was that? Well, left out the best detail of the day. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was fine. So it was it was definitely a different scenario than I would allow to happen on the first date, given the situation, because it got really cold outside in the park. And because I was, like, so hot from chasing my dog I didn't like bring a thick jacket Mm. (laughs) so I got like real cold and then since I live like right by the park we ended up coming back to my house and like watching a movie on the couch oh oh, okay so that probably like sent signals that I wouldn't want to send on like a first date yeah but why did you feel comfortable to do that with Ryan I mean not that I should trust my gut after my (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what I thought he would like look like and everything after the uh, after the phone calls, but I, I felt trust for him um, mm-hmm. off the bat. Um, and if he did anything bad, I could just blast him on the podcast. Essentially, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. That's like yep. the built-in trust mechanism, and he knows what's happening. We know where yeah. he lives. <laughs> Plus, I live with three guys, so if anything did go wrong, you know, just oh yeah. <laughs> He's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So the, then after the kiss, during the kiss, any any vagina tingles? I mean, come on. Give it to us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, kind of like I was saying that it probably gave off signals that I wouldn't want to on the first date. I think he was like a little presumptuous in where I wanted to take it. So um, mm. I think it tr- in, he tried a little... Way? Just move a little faster than oh, I would okay. have wanted to on the first date. So, um, did it go beyond kissing? I didn't let it. Let it. I did okay. not let it. But um, he tried. Right. Oh, got it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then what was his response to that? I mean, he was like respectful about it. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Well, that's okay. important, of course. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then how did the date end? Well, we ordered Thai food because I was really hungry. And he went like to his car and took like a carb pill to like take before he ate the Thai food. I guess he's like not someone that eats carbs a lot. Oh, <laughs> oh a like carb a- pill. I didn't even know there was a carb what pill. Is, uh, yeah, we're going to have to do a little we'll research. with him on that. Yeah, different episode. <laughs> I told him I was going to call him out about it. But <laughs> <laughs> He's like, give me five. I'm going to go take my carb pill. <laughs> Essentially, yes. I guess different than taking a Viagra. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's better. Yeah, hopefully it wasn't that. Yeah, exactly. Carb pill, but, uh, carb pill. <laughs> carb pill. Is that what they call it these days? <laughs> um, yeah, so we like ate the Thai food and the movie ended and it kind of just like naturally made sense for him to leave at that point in time. I don't know why this matters, but what movie were you watching? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess it's a valid question. And it was actually very helpful. I do appreciate that. Like I'm so bad at picking movies and like I could spend like the length of a movie trying to decide on what movie I want to watch. Mm-hmm. So he was very good about just like making a decision on what movie mm. to watch and I appreciated that. I was like, thank you, because it is like literally terrible for me to make a decision on a movie to watch. Um, but we ended up watching Uncut Gems. Oh yeah. I just watched yeah. that last night. Really strange movie. Really weird. And I really didn't weird like the ending and I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the best first date movie. Probably it's, not. Uh, <laughs> it's very unnerving and makes me anxious just thinking about it. But okay. Interesting choice. Yeah. Now, throughout the date, what were some of the things that you liked the most about Ryan? I think I like the I mean, his ability to communicate. And I think I said this from the beginning. Um, mm. It's so easy to talk to him. And like he makes eye contact when he talks to you and he like listens and which is not very common nowadays <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, communication can can be difficult um, when when dating and especially when dating somebody that you just met. Uh, so I, I just really appreciate, you know, his ability to communicate and how easy it is um, to talk to him. And he seems very well-educated, well-traveled, um, which I appreciate in a person a lot. So, um, yeah, that was those were very positive things for me. Any red flags? Um, well, I guess when it got really cold, he had brought, like, an extra jacket and, like, gloves and a beanie for himself. And, like, I was, like... like shivering and he just like continued to like put it on and like, not, like oh which he asked me if i like if i was okay and i was like yeah i'm fine because i because oh never believed pride, that i'm fine but, like, <laughs> yeah. that's like women so, 101 <laughs> yeah so then i was like okay i'm too cold let's go inside but i mean that is what it is um mm. yeah so that was kind of a red flag yeah, I mean, yeah. they are little signs. So I think it's like there's, mm-hmm. is it a miscommunication and he was oblivious versus like, is it a character thing? And I think only mm-hmm. time will tell, right? Right, right. right. Yeah, because I mean, I probably gave off like the idea that I was totally fine just because of pride. I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like, right. can't get to me, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, like he so. honestly, we might talk to him and he might not even realize that this even happened. Right. Which right. is a good right. chance, No, probably right? not. Yeah, probably not. Or, at the other hand, I'm not saying Ryan, but just people in general, like it could indicate selfish traits more, right? Right. Right. But it's also like the whole, like, not to like stereotype females, because it's just like me making fun of myself, but me expecting if I say I'm not cold or I'm not hungry, but then like wanting food or a jacket. Mm, like, right. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. also yeah. mind reading. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and besides his looks, what was there anything else that you found really surprising about him after meeting him in person? 
Um, I definitely think he's older than I thought. Mm. Mm. What made you think that or did you guys talk about it? Um, we kind of talked about it. He wouldn't tell me his age. Like, he wouldn't tell me his real name or his age. Um, wait, what? I haven't told you his real name? No. And I was like, wait, so, like, can I know your real name? He's like, I don't think we're supposed to tell each other. I'm like, no, I think we can now. Okay, and he's like, well, oh, we'll let's see. just stick with, like, Ryan and whatever. I'm like, okay. And then he started calling me Lucy. And I'm like, it's Lacey. At least it's like, get my fake name right. Uh, well, be interesting after this if he's willing to be like hey this is who i am because i feel like to actually get a relationship off the, off the ground he's probably gonna have to be upfront about his name. i yeah. know and i was like i'm pretty sure you can but if you want to like continue to be right that's fine <laughs> but, what, but again what was it about him that made you think that he's a little older than you thought um so when talking learning more about like his life and all that just like everything that he's done and mm. been and all that there's no way that he's done all that being like I don't know what I said, like upper 20s or 30. Right, so. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So is that a problem logic. for you or do you have any? No, I'd act- that's actually better. I, oh, I okay. typically date guys in their 30s. Like I feel like guys my age, like it just maturity level usually isn't there. Um, what about so- if he was in his late 30s, early 40s? How would you feel about that? I think that's totally fine. Like I've definitely dated guys like 10 years older than me and I, I have no issue with that. Like age is... Not to just say age is just a number, but it is in a lot of ways. It depends on the person and like how they act at their right. age. So, yeah. And there's almost something nice that you actually like didn't know going into it because you could just mm. judge age off of how they were coming across. And I think you said right. like he was really playful and all mm-hmm. this stuff. So there is something nice right. about a little, being blind and not having that as a bias either. Yeah, exactly. I guess on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate this date? Taking out the circumstance of like the actual date location and all of that. <laughs> yeah, minus coronavirus. Um, so I would give it like a like a seven point five. Oh, okay, it's pretty good. Okay. Why a seven point five? Um, I'm always so bad at doing like the out of ten. Um, <laughs> I think of it. I still think of it like school, like A B C of like nine to ten is like an A. Mm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. um. So, I mean, I feel like it was like a, it was a good date. It was average. It didn't like, it wasn't the best date I've ever been on. It wasn't a bad date by any means. So it was a pretty like standard first date with a nice guy. I feel like that's kind of your general consensus about Ryan. It's like, he's <laughs> fine. He's good. He's we have good conversation. I don't, yeah. I guess I'm still not sensing like a strong opinion from you either way. About yeah. Him. He's not blowing you off your feet. Let's hold that thought for a sec. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Vaya. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Vaya has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V 
D-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast exit interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right. And it, and it takes me a while to like build a strong opinion like that about somebody. I like to have a lot of facts before having an opinion and probably because I misjudge without facts, <laughs> uh, as you learned. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not like blown away. Right. But mm-hmm. that. I don't think that means that this can't grow into something because going back to what I I think I had said in the last interview, I think real relationships, you know, build from the ground up. Anytime that I've fallen head over heels for a guy, it's never worked out because it's because I created this persona that wasn't real around this Mm. person, you know? So I'm learning about him and the persona I'm creating is more like factual based and like fantasy based. Yeah. Got it. Well, maybe coronavirus outbreak will make things go a little slower so you guys can get all those facts and see how it evolves. Right. Yeah. It's definitely um, an interesting time to uh, start something new, but yes, yes, that might've been the last time you could see each other in person for a while. 
<laughs> well, we're excited to hear where this goes. I mean, it might be a check-in in a couple. It might be next season when we check in with you guys. Who knows what the timing will look like, but definitely excited to hear where, what happens. Yeah, me too. Thank you, Lacey or Lucy or whoever you want to be. Whoever Lacey Strange. Lacey Strange. <laughs> Lucy Strange now? Who knows? I've evolved. I've evolved. <laughs> Thanks again. Bye. 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 Yeah, I still can't get a full read. I can't get a full read. I think it's like what we heard last time, too. It's this, I like him, but I'm not like so excited either. And that could be a good thing. Like she pointed out, maybe that's fine, right? It's easing into something. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she also reminds me of the times that I went on really stellar dates where I really liked the guy, but I didn't want to tell my friends about him yet because I didn't want to jinx it. So that could also be it. Totally. Well, be interesting to hear what he has to say. That's for sure. Yes. Without further ado, here's Ryan. Ryan, we just talked to Lacey. We got the the deets on your date, but we have to hear your side of the story to how the date went, all that. We want all the details. Let's first start with what was the date you guys had planned? Well, how did you come about planning that kind of date? Well, you know, it's a meeting in time of Corona, right? You know, there wasn't a lot to do. Every place is closed. It just so happens that she lives right by the park. And so it seemed like a great place to do it. The sun was setting around the time that we were going to connect. So we figured let's roll out a blanket and have a glass of wine and chit chat. So you brought over a blanket and some wine mm-hmm. and you went to the park. What happened? Tell us the moment you got there. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, there was a diversion because her dog oh. <laughs> just sprinted right out the door. And we spent the first three minutes like chasing down the dog. And the dog <laughs> was gone. Oh, my know? God. But fortunately, Lacey's in tremendous shape. And she was able to chase the dog down because I was I could hardly keep up. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I've tried chasing my dog before. It's it's hard. Were you able to like form an opinion of her? Or were you just like distracted by everything that was happening? You know, I was just kind of going along with the flow. Um, <laughs> I think I've already have a positive opinion of her from speaking with her on the phone. I already came in with a, with a positive positive mindset towards her. You know, when a dog runs out like that, it's that's a lot. But it was okay. It was an interesting, you know, session. That way I could see, like, was she really as good a shape as she says she is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put it to the test. <laughs> yeah. So when she was, she was finally able to acquire the dog and you were able to take a deep breath and take it all in, tell us what were your first impressions of Lacey? Honestly, she was a lot like I expected her to be. Really? Oh, yeah, tell yeah. us more. Well, remember she had let on that she was tall, and right. she is. Perhaps I thought she'd be a little blonder than she actually was. But I think it was okay. actually the way she had her hair done, and she actually was about as blonde as I thought she'd be. Or she has what, I don't know, I guess they call it dirty blonde. I don't, I'm not really a good person to ask about like the details <laughs> of different hair colors. Like I barely see red, blue, and green. <laughs> okay, colorblind Ryan, and what else? <laughs> um, well, we sat down, and we just, you know, we just kept it, the banter going, and chit chatting and we asked each other a bunch of really like interesting questions seeing who could outdo the other regards to like storytelling what were these questions let me see i asked her like um what's your most dangerous travel story dangerous travel story wow okay in a time <laughs> yeah. of coronavirus tell us <laughs> what's your most dangerous story um what's the most memorable thing or what would you want to be most remembered for that you've already done mm, okay yeah. 
That's a good one. Um, just stuff like that. You know, so we kind of went back and forth. And, and were any of her answers memorable for you? Yeah, actually, um, she played rugby in like a wedding gown. Oh. And got came a, a internet meme. So that was, that was pretty interesting. Interesting. So was she physically your type? What'd you think? Were you attractive? Um, yeah, she's definitely an attractive girl. Physically my type. I'm, I look at each person in their own like category of beauty. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like people, like, I have buddies who are specifically looking for that five foot four Asian chick, right? And like, that's their type. Mm -hmm. Someone else is looking for a tall blonde, which Lacey happened to be in. That's their type. Someone else is looking for a black girl with a big booty, and that's their type, right? Right. You don't and have to like, that. well, you know, all those girls are pretty. I don't know. Do I get along well with them or not? Right. And was there anything surprising about her for you other than her hair not being as blonde as you thought it would be? <laughs> you, you know, it's always surprising when you get to match a name with a face. You know, mm. like. But what? But what, what I think were some that, specifics? Well, I think that she was a little taller. Because even though I knew mm. that she was tall, from our first conversation, I imagined her smaller. Mm. Right? I imagined her someone who was probably 5'3 mm, or something like that. <laughs> even though she <laughs> says she's tall? <laughs> well, no. In the first conversation, right? That was the uh, okay, first okay. impression. So she does boxing. A lot of times, girls who do boxing are more interested in self-defense. Right? Mm. And a taller girl is more thinking like, oh, well, I maybe. I'm not saying it. It's not a case for every example, but she might say, well, boxing is so masculine, I'm already tall, I don't need to do that, or I don't want to come off the wrong way, right? So because of things like that, another thing she said, I kind of imagined her as a smaller person. Got and it. how tall is she? 5'10". 5'10". Are you still taller than her? Like, how are you guys compare? Yeah, no, she's fine. I'm taller than she is <laughs> by a comfortable margin. Well, at least for me. I don't know. Comfortable <laughs> margin. For, I mean, for her, she probably she probably looks at me and is like, oh, you know, this guy's a munchkin, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, her brother's like six, seven or something. Oh, wow. So you two sit down at the park when you're not supposed to, okay? And you're definitely... <laughs> wait, wait, I thought people could go to the park. But well, you, you are definitely less than six feet apart. Perhaps. I would, did not take my measuring tape with me. Fine. How was the conversation at the picnic in the park? With oh, a yeah, bottle no. of wine. Everything, flo everything flowed back and forth. It was really nice. Anything different from your phone calls? No, it was pretty much more of the same. Mm, okay. And then did you feel chemistry from these conversations? Chemistry. I mean, <laughs> the conversations were, you know, they were, they were fun. You know, like I said, Lacey was a lot of fun and she just continued to be. And how would you rate this date overall? Um, wow. I've had a lot of interesting dates. <laughs> this one would definitely, definitely be like two thumbs up. Okay. A scale of one to 10, what would you say? One to 10. Um, uh, probably about an eight. Okay. What makes it an eight over a 10? Ah, oh, gosh. You know, I get, I think like a 10 is once every very rare occasion you meet somebody you are just completely just blown away by. Perhaps something magical comes of that. Um, obviously, a one would be some play that, you know, you, you get out of the date early because it's just painful like that. You know, I think in her case, I really had a great time. You know, I definitely would be open to meeting again. So we heard from her that it got cold and you kind of took the date inside to her place. How are you feeling at that stage? Cold. <laughs> it was cold. So now we went in, um, hung out a little bit, chit-chatted, uh, watched a movie, chit-chatted, and then I got out of there. It was a school night. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, back up. That was like two seconds. And we know this date lasted more than two seconds. So you're at the park. <laughs> you're sitting on a blanket. You're drinking a little wine. Mm -hmm. And it gets cold. What is going through your mind at this point? Because what were your 
I know what you're going to say, Ryan. You're going to say, I had no expectations going into this date. But what were your expectations going into this date? Look, I expected to meet somebody <laughs> who was totally fun and to have a great time. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, she was as advertised. She was <laughs> advertised. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then so it gets a little bit cold. And who's the one to suggest to go inside? Uh, she did. Okay. Yeah. And what did you think was going to happen indoors? Oh, just probably just talk and drink and see her place. She has a roommate. Get a chance to like wrestle with the dog. So I have some scratches from that actually. So what actually ended up happening in reality once you got in her place? That's a pretty good fit for what happened. I mean, I have no idea what she said. So <laughs> I'm curious to know when it got cold outside, uh, we were told that you were quite prepared for the cold. You had gloves and a hat and a jacket mm -hmm. and she didn't have much on her. Did you notice that at all? The park is like literally in her backyard. So, you know, for me, I, I understand how cold San Francisco can be. If I'm going to spend any time outside or about five o'clock. So I was prepared for that. What she chooses to wear, like I'm not someone who is into telling girls what to wear. But did you notice that she was cold or was she not cold? Um, well, actually, I did ask her when we first sat down, you know, and she said that she was fine. We had just uh, got done running after the dog. So in your mind, she was fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I checked in. I, you know, I'm not a mind, re mind reader. Sorry to disappoint. Right. Interesting. Okay. So you go in the house and she told us that you guys watched a movie. What <laughs> made you guys decide to watch a movie? Because I feel like that's like a two hour commitment, right? Like mm -hmm. we're now going to yeah, be I mean, there for like another two hours. You know, I guess I could go home and, you know, watch Netflix. I mean, those are kind of the, the, the decision tree. You know, I think she had ordered uh, Thai food or something. So I was like, great. You know what? Might as well go for it. So she ordered food for both of you guys or for herself? Um, for both of us. Who paid for this food? I'm not sure how much it came to, but I provided quite a hefty uh, contribution to the total payment. Okay. And the movie ends. What, well, was there any conversation or any physical touch during the movie? Well, I mean, we were in close proximity, you know, watching the movie. but Aha! Not less six, than six feet, feet apart. Caught you. And then was there conversation during a movie? I feel like it's hard to talk to someone during a movie. You know, we spent more time talking. The movie was like a foil for conversation. Got it. Was there anything beyond a little cuddling during the movie? What did that look like? Like, what were you, can you kind of walk us Actually, through? Actually, the you main were? cuddling was with the dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. so the dog. Yeah. The dog was like, I need attention and I need attention now. So the dog got your attention or her attention? Or both, both of ours. Both of yeah, the attention. Yeah, yeah. How did how did the dog make you feel? <laughs> I guess loved. Oh yeah? Okay. Not a cock block? No. <laughs> so did this date end with a kiss at all? Whoa, what kind of guy do you think I am? <laughs> a guy who's on a podcast about dating. <laughs> <laughs> That's True. what True. We already know the answers. <laughs> You do? You? <laughs> uh, I, I can't, you know, speak for her. I can just say that, you know, I'm a gentleman and, you know, gentlemen don't talk about things like that. Okay. And how did the date end? Oh, I think uh, everything ended well. Probably about 10. I just said, you know, it's not that time. It's a school night. Gotta go. And then what was said during that time? Oh, uh, well, we talked a lot about the podcast and stuff, especially near the end and wondering, like, what was going to come of this <laughs> interview. We said we'd probably, you know, find another time to talk and see where it goes. Oh, yeah. We heard from her that you still wanted to go under the pseudonym Ryan and her Lacey slash Lucy. Right? Lucy. <laughs> of course. So are you going to, after this 
check up with us? Are you going to reveal to her your real name? Or what does that look like? Uh, geez, I don't know. I actually, I don't know what the next steps are. I think the next steps at this point are you guys just doing your thing if you want to or not. That's the next steps. We're out okay. at this point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> how much do you want to see her right now? Um, how much? I guess like the amount you want to see someone after a second date where it was an eight out of 10. Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm just worried that date two ideas will be pretty limited. You got to get creative here. Mm. Have you guys been in contact like on video or on phone? How's mm-hmm. that been going? Oh, good, good. Ryan, I, I need to... I need to hear a little bit more here because you keep talking in generalizations like, oh, you know, as good as a first date would go, the conversation flow like a conversation would. We, <laughs> we saw each You're other. You're really good at quoting people. You're like a little quote machine. Listen to you. We hung out, you know, like normal people would. So was there anything particularly memorable about this date? Did you develop feelings well, for Lacey? Well, I, this is the first time that you know, this was like an experiment, right? So like this, that was super interesting. Um, I always remember it because of that, nothing else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she still has a code name. I have a code name. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course it was memorable. Well, do you see this going somewhere? Like outside of the experiment, now that the experiment essentially is done and it's just on you guys to continue this, what are your thoughts? Um, it's really too early to tell, but I think that Lacey's great and I look forward to getting to know her better. At any point during the date, did you think, hmm, I really wonder what Rachel's like? Hmm, I really wonder what Taylor would be like. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious uh, about them. There, it was a tough choice coming in with the information I came in with. Right After three calls, I really thought that all three of them were great people. So were you thinking about the other two on the date or did it not cross your mind? No, 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 no. When I, I you know, I think that you should be present with whoever you're present with. For I'm sure. not thinking about that other podcast right now. What? Your other love is blind. Your other love is blind experiment that's happening at the same time. Peter. So thinking back to your date with Lacey, name three things that you really like about her. She's super fun and positive. You know, she has a really like her, the way she exists is really familiar to me. You know, it's kind of low key, it's not high maintenance. You know, that really resonates. She's from Florida. I have a lot of, you know, I'm from Florida. So we definitely Mm. have like that little, you know, Florida man, Florida jokes in common. (laughs) Actually had some really interesting jokes to tell about, you know, gators and dogs fuckery and all sorts of other crazy shit. Oh. Dog fuckery. Okay. <laughs> we won't be talking about Don't that on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to ask. How did she make you feel on the date? Like, what feelings did you have? Uh, she made me feel really welcome. You know, very personable. Yeah, I think she just, you know, we continue to build rapport. Any red flags? No, no. I think you thought she might be a little younger than she actually is. Did you have any better feel of that on this um, date? Well, let's see. To my knowledge, she's 26. So I, I don't know how old she actually is. Yeah, but I guess to some degree, we were kind of, uh, we weren't sure what we were allowed to talk about. <laughs> well, there are no rules here, Ryan. <laughs> well, there were whole bunch of rules before. Now there are no rules. Like, I can't. Now that I you're meeting in real life, any, this is now yeah. like back into or the game. Goes. Goes. <laughs> yeah. We're just here to facilitate the meet mm-hmm. and greet. But once you meet in the flesh, I mean, we can control any of that. But let's say if you were telling your best friend about your date with Lacey, how would you describe her? 
I would say that she's a beautiful, tall, athletic girl with a really kind heart, fun smile, and good energy. Ooh. You know what? Yeah. It's, I have just, I guess, a general question. Like, you seem like you're in this very much like, we'll take it as it goes. And I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. Is that how you generally approach relationships? Or do you feel like you're doing that because of either A, the experiment, or B, because you're not sure about her? I'd say that that's typically how, for me at this stage, that's kind of where I'm at. For me, two dates in, I mean, what do I know about a person? Not even two dates in. Right. A little phone conversation and a date in. Any thoughts about what your second date could be? And when? Oh, <laughs> let me see. Six months from now? Man. <laughs> um, gosh, maybe an urban hike. Uh, we'll have to see what's what's going on. Like these things are changing. What may really be fun because she is in such good shape. Maybe we'll work out together. I don't know if I, if I can keep up. I'm a little afraid of making a bad impression. Whoa, okay. that's a good one. I mean, that's allowed on shelter in place, and you can definitely be six feet apart if you're running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, she'll be way from. She's ahead. like a <laughs> hundred <laughs> yeah. feet ahead. Right. The dog will be in first place. And then it's Lacey and then Ryan. It depends how far we run. If we far run far enough, the dog will definitely be in second place. (laughs) (laughs) That's short run, dog will be in first place. That's the key to saying six feet apart on dates. We got it now. Oh yeah, no. For a good chunk of the for the first chunk of the whole experience, she was like two hundred feet away. I actually lost track of Rosa. Like she left. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because of any budding romance. Like we talked about date one, you just don't know, right? You don't know where the other person's at. You don't know who else they're talking to, who else you're talking to. But then we also have this like avalanche of coronavirus (laughs) mixed in too. So it's going to be really interesting to see what ends up playing out for this one. Yeah, definitely. If I gave you this scenario right now and said... Let's say we give you an option of meeting up with either Rachel or Taylor and give you their contact information beyond their phone number because we can change their phone number. Oh, so I can stalk them. Oh, under, the awesome. stipula- under the stipulation <laughs> that you cannot contact Lacey again. Oh, that, I wouldn't like that. That would be good. I, I made a choice. And so and I, like it's, it's, I have more information about Lacey now. Right. Look at that. I love it. Look at that. One woman man. <laughs> yeah. Loyal. I love it. After one date, he's like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, like, if, if I had a bad time with Lacey or something, of course. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't have, like, a bad time or anything. So it's that'd be weird. Right. And since I already have the phone numbers of the other girls, then, like, this isn't a real, this is not a real scenario. <laughs> we could easily change them. <laughs> could you? Oh, uh, yeah. They're not I haven't text them now. I've, I haven't reached out to them since the experiment is over. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to keep the pr- experiment pristine. You guys are just already muddling, muddying the waters, you know? Hey, on the actual Love is Blind show, you stay with your partner, but they let the other people come back later. So this is kind of the mm-hmm. idea. It's not modeling the experiment. It's actually continuing the experiment. It's <laughs> real life. That's how real life is. It really sounds like you both uh, respect each other. Yeah. And the two of you had a good enough time with each other 
to want to see each other again. I mean, that's basically the what we've gathered from both of you. The only red flag, I wouldn't even call this a red flag, that she communicated to us was the fact that it got cold and you put on your jacket and your hat and your gloves and didn't offer it to her. But she did also say she told you she was fine when she really wasn't. She was really, really cold. Well, I think the the thing with that is, is that if we're like 50 feet from her house and this is what she decides to wear and she tells me she's good, I kind of got to go with that, mm. you know, like unless I want to start mansplaining or something. Right. You know what's so fascinating though, is I feel like you both are very slow to proceed. Like you're both very cautionary about this whole thing of like, oh, we had one date and it was good. I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to get too excited because it's one date. And you're both kind of like treading a little. And mm-hmm. I think we've been we've been having a hard time figuring out from you guys like how excited you are about the other person. <laughs> both of you kind of like literally both of you have the exact same vibe about it. Like you're like, it was really great. But you're not like, it was awesome. Like there's not like that excitement in your voices. Well, yeah, I, I you know? think that, you know, um, there, there have definitely been times where I've met somebody and I was really excited. And I got ghosted. Right? right. And I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And there, I'm sure there have been there have been other times where I was like, eh, you know, I don't even know why I'm talking to this person. And then, oh, my God, that was like, you know, one of the greatest romances of my life, you know. And so I think at a certain point in time, you just kind of be like, I don't know what's going to happen. So let me just keep an open mind. You know, and I, at least that's where I'm at. It seems like maybe that's where she's at, too. I totally get why you're both kind of like, I don't want to put all my cards on the table. But then at the same time, if, I don't know, I think sometimes when someone's not like, I really liked you, or I had such a great time with you, like something very, really just putting it out there, things don't get off the ground either. So it's kind of a catch-22 is like, you don't want to go all in because you have this past hurt, you have these past experience, like you just mentioned getting ghosted, but then also like, how do we take a chance and move something to the next level? Well, I also think it's just, you know, there's a lot of encumbrance, right? Uh, with doing too much of any type of movement or connection with someone new right now. Right. Just the world is a different place than it was a month ago. Yeah. Even when we first started this experiment two weeks ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> three weeks ago, right? I mm-hmm. honestly believe you two are very good politicians because you both knew you're going to be coming on this podcast to talk about <laughs> your post-date interview and you don't want to say anything that goes either direction. So both of you are staying in the middle lane keeping the door open and seeing where things go. But yes, as as someone who's listening to this from as a third party, I really don't have much of an idea of how excited you two are about each other, even though your words are there. I don't honestly feel that yet because I think both of you are like, ooh, I don't want to express too much excitement in case he doesn't say that he's excited about me or in case she doesn't say she's excited about me too. I actually don't think it's that. I don't think it's you guys playing politician. I actually think, because I think we've had a lot of people on the podcast that have outright said that they didn't have a good date. Remember um, Shelby and Two Blind Dates? Like she like Mm -hmm. flat out was like, I had a bad date. This is like 90% of dates that I think happen on dating apps today. It's good. Really? It's good, but it's not like exceptional and then life gets in the way and that's when things don't go on to the next level you know i think this was much better than my for me at least than Mm. my average 
dating app experience. Much better. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I still think there's a little bit of plain politician there in there, but I also think to your point, Julie, is that for first dates, people don't necessarily open up that much and they don't yeah. show a level of vulnerability. So therefore, first dates are always hovering around a five, six, seven, because it's like, yeah, hey, it's good know, enough. This was yeah. an eight, right? Like, <laughs> Oh, was this an eight? Oh, you said eight? Okay, all right. Oh, yeah, remember? Cool, cool, cool. I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it might be only like a, a six because, you know, to Lacey it was, you know, a three or whatever. So. No. I think you guys were literally the exact same yeah. feelings and sentiments on it. And it could just be your personalities, too. Like, that's the other mm-hmm. factor out there. Mm-hmm. Like we said with podcast guests, we've had some people that are just totally transparent, but we don't know your dating histories fully. Like, both of you just seem a little cautious. That's what I'm getting yes. from both of you. Yes. And Very I would cautious. venture to believe that this is how you would act with other dates, too, outside of this podcast. And I think... A lot of people Mm. are just generally cautious because they don't know what the other person is thinking. They don't know how many other people the other person Mm -hmm. is dating. And I think we don't want to put ourselves out there fully Mm because it's too scary. Mm -hmm. So it's better to have an okay date or a date where I could take it or leave it if they call me. Right. Instead of telling your friends like, oh, I'm super excited. And then they ghost, right? Of course. I, I definitely agree with that part about like telling all your friends. I mean, I've definitely been there. Yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> you know, and uh, that sucks. But, you know, I think there's a there's a gap between telling you all your friends about it being one thing and actually being super excited. Right. You know, and I think that, you know, I would encourage all daters to, you know, go and let it all hang out. Because <laughs> if that person doesn't like you back, you'll never see them again anyway. You put your best foot forward. Yeah, you do the same. Do the same, Ryan. I do. I did. We, you know, that's 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 and how he's, I roll. He's on the podcast, so he's done. I am on the podcast, right? <laughs> I guess so. the litmus test is when she texts you. How do you feel? You know, I share a little bit of this. She talks a little bit about that. You know, it's... but are you excited? Like, are <laughs> you excited yeah, is, to see her? You like, literally just I, described. Like, any conversation. I, look, I, I am, said a little bit of something. She says something back, and I said something back. That is literally how the conversation goes. You guys goes. Into all of no, the details. It's not, not all that. the details. I, let me, let me read the text. I feel it, no. It's not the text. <laughs> I don't need to know what you guys are texting about. I think it's for me. It's like I know I'm really into someone when I see their name pop up. And I get that like excited feeling. Mm-hmm. It's not about what they're texting me. It's the feeling that they're reaching out. Right. Well, I do feel, it does feel good when I get a text back, right? I'm the guy. So like, she's not texting me. I'm texting her. Do you want her to so, be texting you more? Um, yeah, I think it's great when people text. I, I think it's silly that girls wait to be contacted so much. It's like... I don't know. I am like so perplexed by this. Perplexed by what? I'm just so perplexed because I guess I've been da- out of the dating scene for so long. This is all coming back to Wait, me. Wait, how and long has it been? A year and a half. Wow. It's all coming back to haunt me now because I now remember all those first dates I went on. Yeah, I was good. I would see him again. And then if I don't see him again, I'm like, it's fine if I don't see him again. Cool. Yeah, we've been chatting about stuff i guess i rather step away from a date thinking i really want to see this person again or i really don't want to see this person again yes i agree with that you know what though i'm generally like that that's why you should all hang out i'm generally like that too but i think Lacey actually brought up a good point is that she's had those situations and they've they've gone and failed right like they've gotten too hot and heavy and then they just like die And I think Mm -hmm. what she's saying is she'd rather take it slow and let something develop over time 
and she saw you as someone that she could enjoy being around. Like she did enjoy being around with you and she could see it developing over time. Like there was that baseline attraction. There was that baseline like I like him as a person. It just wasn't like fireworks from day one. But her mm -hmm. point was the ones that have been fireworks from day one haven't worked out. So there is a benefit of taking it slow too. And I don't, honestly, I don't know what the right answer is because I can see both mm -hmm. ways of it. Yeah, I think uh, that, that resonates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd love to go into some takeaways of just this entire experiment, the date, everything. <laughs> like, I think for me, like what I'm gathering for you is even though, yeah, we're questioning like the excitement 100%, but you're still saying this was a better date than most of your dating app dates. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. felt like you authentically got to know someone a bit more. And I mm -hmm. think there is a benefit of this kind of taking it slow, not necessarily letting the physical outrun everything else and building mm -hmm. that connection. Yeah, in this experiment, yeah. we only had you guys talk for three times. In Love mm -hmm. is Blind, they did like 10 days straight, nothing else. But mm -hmm. I think that also showed that people could build up rapport. And I think mm -hmm. what was interesting there is some of them physically felt attracted still, but there were some that didn't. So mm -hmm. I think it's good that we actually saw in this that you guys were both like happy with the outcome of the date too, and like the mm -hmm. physical matched or actually even pleasantly surprised in some situations. I guess the takeaway I have overall is let's take it slow. Let's get to know people, especially when mm -hmm. we're in the world of coronavirus right now. Like let's mm -hmm. use the time to have more conversations on the phone, do a video call before meeting up, like even outside of coronavirus, like this stuff is, it's a good way to like build rapport. So, so you go to dates feeling like they're a friend, not just a random stranger. Yeah, I think it, it reduces a lot of the awkwardness people complain about. So many of the, you know, people I've connected with online, um, they want to meet right away. But yet no one wants to feel awkward. Everyone wants the conversation just flow. I'm like, there's no magic here. Like, what are you guys even talking about? You know, like, how is that supposed to happen if you just met them? I've seen, yeah, there are some people that works out with and everything's good. But I've had some great relationships where that wasn't the case, too. And later on, you know, after we've been dating for six months, she says, yeah, I remember that first time talking to you was like pulling teeth. I couldn't get anything out of you. <laughs> right? um, so it's just like, you know, I think we need to like put our expectations down a little bit, set aside some of those presumptions, mm -hmm. be present and engage in whatever is there for as long as that lasts. That's a moment of your life. You'll never get back. I, I do think what I learned from this experiment, from the, the design of the experiment in itself is that it made you and the three women that you talked to all view this as a long-term experiment. What I mean by that is it's more than once. So when they spoke to you on the phone for the first time, they knew that wasn't the last time. They mm. had two mm -hmm. other times to do mm -hmm. it. And I think a lot of times with modern dating is that on your first date, you think it's either this date or we don't see each other again. Right. It's like mm -hmm. we're, you're putting all your pressure and ex expectations on that one date. And mm -hmm. it's nice to spread that out over time. And mm -hmm. what I've learned from your feedback and Lacey's feedback is that you don't see this as a short-term thing. You are thinking, okay, this we keep doing this. We keep getting to know each other. Right. We I see a few other dates in, in the near future and we're just gonna keep this going. And that's something we don't give each other anymore is that time. And because of coronavirus, what are we getting back is time. So this is the perfect 
time to give each other more time and to spend that time to get to know each other better. But my challenge to both you and Lacey is to spend that time wisely. I agree with organic conversation and asking these really great questions that are like, oh, tell me about your most dangerous trip, which is great. You can learn some, but what can you do on your next conversation to even push it a little bit more? Where can you open up more? Where can you become more vulnerable or see where she can become more vulnerable? Because what the danger of having too much time right now is that we could just stalemate and just be where we are. Surface Mm -hmm. level. You know what that's really fascinating? Because I was actually going to say that as something I've been like thinking about since the last conversation we had is I actually thought for sure that you were going to pick Taylor because Mm -hmm. the way you spoke... The, it sounded like there was more depth to the conversation. Like you guys talked about past relationships. You've talked about like struggles in your lives. Like it felt like it was getting more to the core where Lacey you kept describing as fun. And I actually yeah. sat with this for a little and I think actually it makes sense why you went down the route of fun because I think first dates and first interactions should be fun. Like that is where you're looking for like more of a playful connection. And mm-hmm. I also, I am like looking back at my own dating life and the comp, the dates I had that I walked away thinking were a freaking grand slam. Like I thought they were like the best dates of my life. We like revealed our life stories to each other. And then I either like got ghosted or it didn't go anywhere. And mm-hmm. I think the ones that I actually had relationships form, like my last boyfriend, our first date, we just talked about like pranks we pulled on people. Like we didn't go super deep. Like we just built up connection and mm-hmm. we had that fun and playfulness to it. And then that came later. And I think like also sometimes, and I'm guilty of this too, it's like we hit a certain age or we hit a point that we really want a serious relationship. And you're like, I need to get it all out on the table right away. But you actually had this like reaction that was kind of like, I don't want to hurt Taylor. I don't want to like pursue it in case it doesn't work out because Mm. you kind of had all of that. And I think it's a lesson that dating the initial stages, fun is still the primary goal and the stuff can come out later. But to UA's point, it needs to come out at some point and deepen mm-hmm. because if it just stays fun the whole time, then it stays surface level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. And also we can't, sometimes we mistaken deep conversations for connection. Yeah. And that's not always the case. I've had dates where someone's really opened up to me and I didn't say much and they probably thought it was the deepest connection and I really didn't think so. So we should also redefine what a connection is. Connection can be on the fun side as well. That is also a connection. But on the deeper side, I don't think it's just about saying deep shit. Right. And you actually said this too, Ryan. I think like with the Taylor conversation, you were like, yeah, we talked a lot about spirituality, but it wasn't necessarily like a deep connection wasn't formed. It was we just talked about deeper stuff. Well, you know, I think um, one of my takeaways is that, you know, those are first impressions. And I think we so often jump jump to the conclusion that this is my interaction and this is how this person is. Right. And I think going back to your point, UA, earlier about this kind of one and done dating mindset, mm-hmm. you know, if we go back to high school, there were so many people that you had repeated interactions with. And then over time, you know, that person you thought was for you, you were like, no way. And later on, some, I, some other girl, you were thinking, not that interesting. 
you know what? That blossoms into something really magical. When I looked at the three girls, you know, I realized like in this amount of time, we resonated in these sort of ways. We connected in these sort of ways. Mm-hmm. Each of them is very complex. Give enough time, you know, there'll be exciting things and there'll be deep things for all of them and fun right. things for all of them, right? But given the amount of time and just that particular interaction, that's how it went. You know, I did not generalize it too much about the person beyond whatever that yeah. interaction was. You know what's so fascinating? I did like this blind speed dating or not blind. Oh my God. I'm like, love it's blind. <laughs> it's a virtual speed dating for during coronavirus. I tried this last week. And I actually had a few experiences just due to technical glitches where it was me, the guy, and another girl came in. And because it was like the way that um, just the rooms were organized. And I think actually Rachel said this on the call is that you, as a woman, you don't know how other women date, right? Like you don't know how they're coming off in the perception. And what I noticed when this kept happening like a couple times of just like how bubbly and how excited a lot of the women were. So (laughs) I'm like, it's a really interesting thing. Like you just said, it's you do only get this one snapshot. I think um, speed dating is like the ultimate test because you have like three Mm -hmm. minutes, right? But you have to, and I think uh, Rachel brought this up, is like she was excited to hear how she was perceived. I think actually all the girls brought this up, is this experiment wasn't just about going on a date. It was about what is the perception that I'm giving off to? Because we just don't know as humans, right? Yeah, Yeah, actually, Rachel did bring that up. And we we spoke about that in some detail. At least in Rachel's case, I thought that she was well within the realm of normal and the best version of herself, and she shouldn't have any sort of concerns there. You know, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think we all kind of wonder, you know, how is it for someone else or what's everyone else experiencing? Right. You know, um, I think we just have to be careful not to spend too much time on that. And we just need to realize, am I in the realm of decency and am I trying to be my best self? Right. That's a really good point. Because at the end of the day, like whoever is going to be attracted to you is going to like the qualities Mm -hmm. that you bring. But I think it's balancing staying true to yourself, but also recognizing that a first impression is a first impression. Yeah, that's right. The major, the this idea comes to mind from this conversation, which is, I think we need to take time to incubate our connections and our relationships. And I say this because look at all the reality TV shows. Sure, some of them are, they fall in love really fast, but <laughs> it's sort of believable because you are trying to focus on one person for a certain amount of time and it's it's focused attention. Of course, you're going to start developing feelings for them. And in fact, uh, there's a show on Netflix called 100 Humans. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. seen it, but they did an episode on attraction and attractiveness And they showed a series of photos of people and they had you choose who you thought was most attractive. And at the end, who you chose was most attractive was actually the the picture they showed the most. So it wasn't so much just at first glance. It was just the photo that the face that you found most familiar. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I think this is why FaceTime and this is why spending more than that first date with someone is so important. As long as you have that baseline connection, you feel like you enjoy each other's company, then you got to just incubate that for a little bit and let us simmer because that passion, chemistry, attraction, that can all come later, but you still just need that baseline first and just give each other more time. And that's yeah. exactly what Lacey and Ryan are doing. So yeah. <laughs> excited to see what happens for you guys. I think it's going to be really, I think there's something good here for sure. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm excited. I'm I'm sold now. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, ladies. <laughs> oh, and also before we go, if anybody's listening to this and would also like to participate in a similar experiment, please let us know. We're looking for subjects for our next experiment. We love doing these. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Stay dateable and six feet apart. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.